This is a Be Groovy or Leave production. Head to BeGroovyOrLeave.com to discover the best in new music. Now on with your show. Welcome to Life on Music. I'm your host, Jesse Napper. If you're new to the show, this is the podcast where I chat with a different musician each week all about music. And this week, I'm chatting with Laloy, who is a Dutch singer-songwriter who earlier this year put out a single called I Only Hear You In My Song, which sounds like this. Came tumbling down the stairs Said you're only once or twice Before I would soothe you in my silence Soothe you down the left Said you're only once or twice Till I burn my tongue Did I miss you all night long Now you She's also got a couple of other songs that she's released previously and more coming this year. But let's jump into the chat with Laloy. So we have Laloy with us. How are you doing today, Laloy? I'm doing very good, thank you. How are you? I'm pretty good. It's always interesting doing a podcast with an international guest because just like very wild ends of the day. I'm at night time already. Well, it's 5pm, but it's dark out already. Don't know what's going on. And you're just starting, at, you're at 9am? Yeah. So it's yeah, it's an early bird session for me yes. today. Yes. Yeah. Well, th- thanks for waking up so early to chat. Yeah. <laughs> I had to put an alarm today. Yeah. yeah. It's too early for a musician, I think. <laughs> Why am I awake? I don't know. Yeah. Crazy. I guess I'll start by saying, yeah, just congratulations. You've, you've had a single earlier in the year in February. I only hear you in my in my song. Yeah. It's your third single altogether. Yeah. I, I guess it's been out for a while now, but how is it having that out in the world? It's been very good, actually, because it, it has gotten like such a heartwarming response, basically. Mm-hmm. And it's a song that's very dear to my heart. So when you share something that's like so personal and so honest and also like it's it's such a fragile song like it's the Mm -hmm. most delicate one that I've put out so far so yeah it was kind of like a different sound so it's always a bit scary to share something that's also different and also very Mm -hmm. close to your heart but the response has been amazing so that's that's yeah that's the best you can get as a musician like sharing your work and then getting a good feedback from your audience yeah yeah definitely so has it been a more feedback for this one than previous songs released? Well, it's been up and down basically, but this one right. has gone like a, a wider reach, I would say, sure. than the other ones. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, cool. I, I kind of noticed, so the, the um, last two tracks were released kind of close together, but before that it was over a year gap between, between songs. Yeah. Uh, was there any kind of reason for that gap? It was basically waiting for the right moment and also working with the right team. So I had sure. the songs 
already. And I actually released another song like quite early on after To Live on the Water. And then I had to put that one down because I was, yeah, I was building my team and working on the right planning to really um, make every release count, basically. Yeah. So that's the reason right. why we basically put off releasing for, I think, a year. And then obviously also COVID happened. So it yeah. was like also influencing our plans a bit. Sure. And then eventually we were just like, we're just going to release it, see what happens. Yeah. Right. Yeah, cool. And you, you mentioned there was another song that you had out that you had to take away from the world. What was the, the reason for taking it away? Basically because I signed the other tracks with a, a distributor, so I had to re-upload the track and then... Right. Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah, cool. And so with these kind of other tracks that you've been releasing more recently, so this year and, and the last year, um, are they building up towards anything? They are part of an EP. So every song that I released so far is going to be on that EP and right. it's set for release in September. So there's two more singles coming and then the whole EP is going to be five songs. Yeah. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. Came to came to hear the the new songs coming out in that EP as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for me as well. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it'll be good times. Kind of back to that uh, we're talking about the break a little bit. During that time, I don't know like kind of when, when the writing of all the songs you put out so far are, but whether in that kind of gap, did you find any changes in your songwriting or how you create music as well? Yeah, definitely. I think my songwriting is always evolving and I'm always trying different things. And the songs that I'm putting out now are actually quite old. Like I think I wrote some of the songs in like 2017 and then they're all basically written and recorded in like a time frame of like two years, I think. So they're all basically set in 2017, 2018, right. like that kind of period, which is obviously like a very different time in your life because I was like 23 at that moment and now I'm 2026. 20, so it's, it's not like it's a whole different thing because I graduated and it's a very different time in my life. And you can hmm. hear that in my songwriting, I think. It's more... Like the the songs that I wrote in that gap, but also in the uh, past year, yeah, you can hear a more grown up element in them. I think. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I guess um, when you're on the younger side of life, like a year or two years is just such a a massive amount of time. Yeah, it's such a big difference. Like so much mm. can happen in two years. Yeah. 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 So that definitely uh, affected my uh, my songwriting. Yeah. Yeah, cool. We've we've touched on COVID a little bit. It, it has to come up every episode, um, <laughs> just because that's the world yeah. we're living in, I guess. Yeah. But um, uh, the main reason I bring it up most of the time is talking about gigs. I don't know what it's like where you are. You're in um, the Netherlands. Yeah. But yeah, are there gigs back there yet? Well, we had a bunch of field lab experiments recently, which was so it was so massive, like they basically hosted events as kind of like mm -hmm. test experiments, which are like, I think the crowd was like 3,500 people. So seeing that on like my social media and stuff, it was so out of this world. Like I couldn't really imagine what it would be like to be there, like among the crowd. It's so weird that you get used to not being among that 
that amount of people anymore. And I think, I think people are relatively positive towards like, I hear people booking like gigs for the fall and people are starting to build up yeah small tours again and I think everybody has like in their in their mind like okay we might have to postpone it or do it for like a smaller audience or something like that but people are um expecting to be playing gigs in the fall I guess yeah okay cool have you have you had the chance to get back on stage um, well, my last gig was like my my last live gig was in December, so right. I am getting a bit like okay, like I want to do a gig again. Yeah, yeah. It might be yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely definitely a good time. I got like not to talk about me too much, but I I did like my first gig in like a year, and it was just so good. It's so good, but it's also. Yeah, I when I when I had that that gig in December, I hadn't played in like half a year, so yeah. I was like, "Fuck, I need to rehearse my songs because I really don't yeah. know what I'm playing anymore." Yeah. yeah, which is something that you, as like as a musician who plays like regular gigs, you that's something you don't really have to think about because it's basically right, yeah. on your automatic uh, response or something like that. And now it was just like, I really don't know what tuning I'm in and what cap to use, yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. I just totally forgot how to plug things in. I was yeah, like I was going around so everywhere. so slow. Like, I was just like, what am I doing? Which jack cable to put yeah. where, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I at one stage plugged the input, I, I plugged a jack into my um, the first pedal in my guitar pedal um, chain and then I just plug that into the output so it was just going in a circle like that's pretty pretty fucking stupid yeah but then still being sort of like i really have no clue what's happening and yeah just looking around like i don't know what i'm doing wrong and then it's always like oh i'm just i'm just stupid that's basically always always what's happening you're always stupid yeah yeah it's why we became musicians yeah <laughs> Yeah, but what what does um a gig look like for you? Do you do solo gigs? I do solo gigs as well as band gigs, and it's basically what the venue requested or what's more sure. appropriate. I very much enjoy doing solo gigs as well as band gigs, of course. But the solo ones mm-hmm. are so intimate, and mm-hmm. it's still a very much a, a learning process for me sure. as well because uh, I only started doing those like. At the end of 2019, which is quite recent, I guess. So in, at the beginning, I was obviously like nervous as hell. And as you do more gigs, that obviously be- becomes less and less. And then you can really focus on, okay, how do I want this song to come across to the audience? And how do I mm. want to sing it and play it? And I really noticed that every time I play a gig, it's it's so different. Right. So yeah, that's... It's really fun because it's so challenging, I guess. That's that's the thing. It's it's a challenge every time. Yeah. I guess just kind of listening to your music, it probably like I'm sure it works really well in a band setting, but I can just I'm just imagining being at your gig right now and it's just silent room. Exactly. It's always dead silent. That's the thing. Like you make one fuck up and you're Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I always work around it. I always yeah. make jokes when I make a fuck up yeah. and it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. 
most of the people, most of the time, people don't know. It's just if you, or if you make a really bad mistake, it's obvious. Or if you do the, everyone does the face. Yeah. The, everyone has their mistake face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I didn't do it, no one would yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. And they always say, like, if you make a mistake, do it twice. It, right, it, yeah. it also depends on how big the mistake yeah. is, obviously. But it is kind of true, though. Like, if you play, like, an off note, but do it twice, and they're like, oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. Maybe it's like jazz or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'll never know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think if you if you can, um, if you don't take it too seriously, if you can make a joke out of it, that's the, people, will like, people yeah. will like it even more. Yeah, that's the thing, you know. Like, if you basically show, like, oh, like – that that it affects you and it affects your performance then people will also like take on that feeling mm -hmm. i guess yeah. rather than if you're just basically playing around it or just making it less of a problem then then it's totally fine mm -hmm. and also when i see like musicians that i look up to and they either forget their lyrics or make a simple mistake then I don't know. That makes me really happy because then I know like, okay, those people are also just humans and also yeah, make mistakes exactly. from time to time. I hope you're enjoying the chat so far. Just breaking it up as always to let you know if you wanted to check out Laloi's music, you can find it on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you stream music or wherever you buy music. And you should also go check out her socials as well if you wanted to keep up to date with everything she's doing. And while you're there, you might as well just check out the socials for Life of Music as well. I'll leave all the details for the socials in the description of the episode. And if you are enjoying the chat, you can follow or subscribe to Life of Music wherever you're listening right now if you want to hear the episodes when they're first released. But let's jump back into the chat with Laloi. I guess now I'd like to learn kind of a bit about your background in yeah, music sure. yeah so when, when did you start playing music or singing or writing or anything like that well i i come from a very uh, musical family so mm -hmm. music was basically always around and there are like videos of me and my family dancing around to paul simon or van morrison or so yeah it was always around and then i started playing the piano when I was seven and then, yeah, I, I felt like, okay, when I was 14, you obviously start to get curious about other things. And then I started singing and writing my own songs and I was like, okay, I'm going to give the guitar a go. But then somehow I couldn't do like the beret thing. Like, I don't know, like motorically, I just couldn't make that thing. So then I started to work with different tunings and then I discovered Nick Drake and then I was like okay right. so you can also use that in your songwriting and that sort of like grew on me and then I think I auditioned auditioned for the conservatory of Amsterdam when I was 19 yeah 19 and then I graduated when I was 24 but I followed the the key program at the conservatory but I always like still played guitar and still sang most of my own songs which they were very like open to like you could basically do everything you wanted to as long as it was mm -hmm. it was like like a good like a part of your progress basically mm -hmm. yeah so that's that's where I come from yeah so you mentioned kind of very musical family and kind of fans of music in your family 
and you mentioned people like Paul Simon and Van Morrison, who I, I would assume that's kind of who your parents and family would listen to. Yeah, they were very much into like the classic mm-hmm. songwriters. So oh. yeah, Simon and Garfunkel, Nick Drake as well, but also Carole King, obviously, and Joni Mitchell. Mm-hmm. So at that age, you you don't know who those people are. And you yeah. basically, as you grow older, you kind of forget the songs. And then, yeah. I don't know, I, I remember very vividly, actually, like that I was just searching around YouTube because that how that's how it worked then. You didn't have Spotify. So it was just like yeah. on YouTube 24-7, like searching yeah. for new new music to find and then either like rip it Ill- illegally or download it on LimeWire. And then I remember coming across, I think it was this song from Nick Drake. And then I was like, it it did so much to me because it probably reminded me of that time. And then, yeah, I, I started to pick up all those old songs that my parents used to listen to. And it, it turned out to be a great deal of... Um, yeah, it, it affected me a lot as in my songwriting, uh, I guess, coming across those old songs and then right. basically re- reinventing them. Like, okay, so this is this is what my childhood like looked like, basically. Yeah, right. And kind of between, so listening to those as a kid and then rediscovering them as an adult, um, were there particular artists or bands, whatever, that you remember from your teen years that you were kind of discovering and listening to? Well, alongside those classic songwriters, I also, I remember discovering Coldplay, which was like a very different sound than like the usual pop songs in the like sure. top 40, uh, mm-hmm. which was all dance or ele- electronic based. And then from Coldplay, I went to in like the more indie bands, I guess, like Bombay Bicycle Co Club was like, massive for me i still listen to that a lot so yeah i also listen to a great deal of like bands i think like arctic monkeys the vaccines the whitest boy alive there were like all these like cute indie bands that you would hear all the time mm-hmm. in my friend group so uh, yeah i've been every, i've been every, everywhere i think in like the music spectrum yeah it's cool i guess that's how you how like any musician kind of discovers their sound and it's just an amalgamation of different things that you've heard in your life. Yeah, and taking elements from that that you like and then putting it into your own songwriting, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm, definitely. 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 Yeah, cool. Yeah, I guess that's a, a good place for us to wrap it up for the day. Yeah, cool. Thanks so much for chatting with me. Yeah, it was it was a pleasure. Thanks for listening and thank you to Laloy for chatting with me this week. Don't forget to check out Laloy's tunes wherever you buy or stream music and go check out her socials as well as the socials for Life on Music. All the details will be in the description of the episode. And if you did enjoy the chat, you can follow or subscribe to Life on Music wherever you're listening right now if you want to hear the episodes when they're first released. But that's all for this week. Until next week, goodbye. Life on Music was brought to you by Be Groovy or Leave. Head to BeGroovyOrLeave.com to discover the best in new music.